This is Kyle Cody of the Texas Rangers, and you're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast. Hey, this is Isaiah Kiner-Fleffa, and this is Rangers Nation podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I'm your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Q&A. We're going to do a postseason Q&A. I would put it out there on Twitter and on Facebook that I was looking for some questions. Uh, narrowed it down to eight. We got eight questions from guys that usually get on here, and I think Heath, Heath Chriswell jumped in last minute and had one that, uh, that was a twist on one of the questions we had. But I'm going to answer those questions heading in to the end of the World Series and going into the offseason. We're going to do all of that right after this. This is T.R. Sullivan with MLB.com, and you're listening to the Ranger Nation podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rangers Nation's podcast. Today's episode is, I'm the Recliner Nerd, I'm your host, and today's episode is... Q&A. We're going to do a postseason Q&A. I've got some questions here that some of y'all got in. I am live on Twitter right now. i got a few of you joining me over there. Um, I may try to get to some of those if I can, if I can pay attention. My brain doesn't pay attention all the time over there, but I've got about eight good questions that people wanted to ask. We're going to record this thing and put it out. Um, you know, hey, if you're watching the World Series right now and watching that new ballpark for some of us that got to do that, I mean, it's it's great. That game last night's one of the wildest games I've seen. Um, the Dodgers seem to be the Texas Rangers from 2011 in this thing, pretty much ready to go up three to one when all of that mess that happened in the ninth inning that was crazy to watch starts off with a, uh, you know, one base, you know, he walks a guy. Uh, Watch a couple of guys that get the base hit to center field on the guy, Phillips, who hasn't been hitting well at all, hit under 200 for two teams before he gets that hit. Uh, they bobble it in center field. Nelson Cruz, not quite that bad. And then they miss the ball at home plate after uh, what's his name? Strumbled coming uh, just crazy altogether. But what we want to talk about now is the Rangers in the offseason. Uh, eight questions to get on here and talk about. Um, and so I, I, I put it out on Twitter and Facebook and I got. I got a few, and these were the best ones. First was uh, Cindy Jacobs, and uh, I love Cindy. I met Cindy. I, I met her at one of the games last year. Um, uh, where I went out with. If we do get games and they're going again, if you guys are at a game and I'm working it, I will come find you uh, just to say hello and say appreciate it and all of that. Cindy asked, "How much longer will the owner keep JD and Woodward?" I have studied very successful teams. They do not keep GM and managers if they are not producing. That's a great question. Actually, that's a great question. And, and I think while I am a JD defender, and she said, hey, I'm a JD fan. Uh, while I'm a JD defender, um, his time is coming up. Uh, I really do. I think it, it's getting there. Um, I thought the rebuild that they started in basically 2017 has gone on a little longer than, than we've expected. They, they had a big backslide this year. And uh, so I think that since they've addressed it and with money as tight as it is, they're going to see what happens in, in 2021. Um, knowing they're playing the kids, probably not going to compete at all, which we wouldn't expect them to. Um, so I think JD gets at least through 2021 if this team looks like it has something and there's some deals that could be made. Um, after 2021, all bets are off. If they figured out what they have, they, and going into that offseason, you may see what's going to happen then. Uh, but right now, I, I, don't see, uh, I don't see JD 
being in any danger till at least going into 2022, depending on what happens next year. Now, if they struggle and don't play well next year, uh, but, but the team looks good and they just don't have the pitching staff, something to that effect, you know, there's part of it where you can't blame it on J.D. Look, J.D. oversaw the best baseball ever played in, in, in Arlington, ever. And I've been coming to games since 1974. So while that's, uh, you know, that, while I'm, I have been on his side, I, I've supported and backed him, um, there is a point where you have to, you have to ask that question. Uh, and, and that's something you got to ask. And so let's see what 2021 does. But I would think that the owners would be looking at 2021 with all the kids playing. They're not going to make a big splash this offseason, um, I think, in the free agent market. Uh, and I, I think that's when we'll really find something out. Jeff Hewitt. Hewitt asked, what's your opinion of Mathis being named the new pitching coach? Doug Mathis, who was the bullpen coach, was just moved to the, uh, become the pitching coach after they got rid of uh, 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 Rangel. Um, he goes, I feel there were better options out there. Greg Hibbert, who was the pitching coach at Frisco, Brian Schaus at Nashville. He liked Jeff Andrews would have been his choice. Um, chances were, and it looked like they were going to stay within the, the organization. They haven't officially announced um, Doug Mathis, but that's what everyone's saying. They've already gotten word. They just don't want to announce it till after the World Series because what they're trying to do is they're trying to – thanks, Cindy. Uh, what they're trying to do is they're, they're trying to not – up up in the world series and this happened when the rangers in the world series there were certain things happening they didn't want there were deals getting made already for free agency and stuff um and they didn't really want anything or people that were going to be released but they were trying not to make any moves or, or coaching hirings woodward was one they wanted to wait till after the world series uh to interview woodward and do things like that so they're probably not going to make that announcement till after the world series i don't mind mathis getting the job um if you're going to stay within he did work with the major league staff last year as the bullpen coach um, he was a, he was a, he started out in the minor league system as a, he played with the Rangers actually. Um, he, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't great. He was okay, but he's, he, he did better as a pitching coach. And, uh, he, he was in the Blue Jays organization. He was 2019. He, he was the, the pitching coach for the AAA, uh, Buffalo Bisons for, for the, uh, uh, for the Blue Jays. Um, you know, I looked up the stats they weren't stellar, but you're, you know, it's hard to be a pitching coach in the minor leagues because you don't have control of your staff. They're moving them in and out. They're coming from down below. Sometimes you're getting a four, a guy that's just there for depth, uh, before in case they need him on the big club, someone they can DFA without losing a prospect. Um, numbers were okay. I mean, the, 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 the staff ERA was, uh, you know, four set four ninety three or something like that for a staff ERA, depending on what you had, but Hey, you know what? They stayed within the organization. They want to change. I, I don't think there's any pitchers throwing their arms up in the air. They like Mathis. So let's see. I, I don't have a problem with it right now. Uh, Bates Trellenbush. Trellenbush. I hope I'm saying that right. Bates, he gets on a lot. He comments a lot. Him and Cindy are always on there. And, uh, but Bates said, is Gallo more valuable on the club or as a trade piece? If he hadn't had the season he had, he would have been more valuable as a trade piece. With the season he had, not hitting well, um, he did have 10 home runs. Um, right now he's better on the team. Because I think that a lot of Gallo's problems, I think it was in his head a little bit. Uh, he really came on towards the end of the season. It was in his head a little bit uh, that the balls weren't flying out of the ballpark, especially with the, with, the, uh, with, with the roof closed. It wasn't flying. Then he started seeing that other people, Sam Huff came up and was moving the ball and pushing it out of the park to both sides. I think Gallo started to realize, hey, wait a minute. I'm a big guy. If I put a barrel on it, I can, I can hit it out of anywhere. And he started to realize that he ended up with a team tie with Odor with 10 home runs. Uh, so right now he's more valuable 
um, on the team. If he were to, um, if he were to uh, uh, start performing the way he did in 2019, he would be very valuable as a trade commodity. And the reason that would be something that you might look to do, I know someone just came on and said, you got to re-up Joey. Yeah, you know, re-up Joey is what the Rangers probably would love to do. The one problem in there is that he's got Scott Boris as an agent who usually doesn't allow his players to go to free agency. Um, they, they need to put an offer out. I'm sure the Rangers are probably talking to Scott. They're probably talking to Joey about some sort of extension, but his, his value has never been lower. He's in an arbitration year. He's probably going to make 10 million at least through arbitration. So I don't know. I mean, right now though, his value is not in his trade piece. He would not bring back what he could bring if Joey Gallo was the Joey Gallo we saw in 2019. Um, Chris Sylvie wanted to know if, if IKF, is uh, the answer at third base. I know he's a solid defensively, uh, but is the bat going to come around enough to compete with the elite third baseman of the division? Look, Isaiah, IKF is I, Isaiah Kiner-Falifa, for those that don't know, and I, I'm, I'm sure most of you know, so I just wanted to make sure you understood that. IKF is an elite third baseman, although he's an elite shortstop. He's an elite second baseman. So I, IKF's an elite infielder. And while everyone had him penciled in at third base this year, there's a little thing called Josh Young. And Josh Young, apparently, from everything I'm hearing, has just totally tore the ball up in that uh, I, uh, I haven't uh, – he's not, probably not going to start the year. I don't think they'll start, Young, uh, start Josh Young in the major leagues. I think he's going to start out at AAA or AA, probably Frisco since it'll be close. He's never batted above high A ball. Uh, it's actually low A ball. He never got a chance. This year he's probably going to start in high A, was going to end up in double A. Uh, but in that alternative camp, he, he was unbelievable. Everything, every report you had about him in that alternative camp, he was crazy good, hitting over 400. I mean, unbelievable numbers he was putting up. So you got to expect that Josh Young – and Josh Young can play second base. He played shortstop in college, but he doesn't have the range. He doesn't have the, the ability that, uh, that, that uh, IKF has. So he, does, he doesn't have that ability or what I, IKF has at, at shortstop. So he'd be better served at third base where he was a good third baseman. So – while IKF, if his bat comes around, yes. I mean, look, he, if, if he's hitting the way he's hitting now, 280, uh, you know, look, we'd like to see more power. Yeah, he competes with the, with the, with the third baseman around the league. Defense cannot be undervalued. Defense, is more, defense and pitching wins. You've got to hit, but defense and pitching are what wins. And, that, I mean, that's why, you, you know, you've got to have some superstars on your team but if they can't play defense, look at Willie Calhoun, look at uh, Nick Solak. These are two guys that are put the ball in the bat. They play well, but defensively they're adequate. You know, they're not fantastic. So IKF could be, he competes elitely with any third baseman in the league, I think. He seriously does. He, he gets to the ball. He's got the arm. He's got the ability. He's smooth as silk. His hands are great. Left, love to see more power for him. But yes, to answer your question, Chris, yes, I think that, that, that he could compete with every other one in the American League, even the, even the entire uh, major leagues. Uh, he would have to get, you know, to be considered an elite player, I would like to see more pop in the bat. But I don't want pop in the bat to give up his approach at the plate, putting the ball in play and driving the ball to the gaps, which is what he was doing. So that, that's what I like IKF. He's going to start on this team next year, probably start the season at third base. But with Josh Young coming up, he's probably going to end up over at shortstop, I think Elvis's days are numbered. He's going to be relegated to backup if he's here at all. Michael Navarro. Okay, Michael called me out. So um, this was pretty good. I mean, I, he, look, he paid attention. He called me out from the beginning of the year. 
He said, prior to this season, I think you said that you believe the Rangers could contend and shouldn't be in the rebuild mode. Um, do you still believe that? And do you think they should focus on free agency or their prospects for 2021? Well, me, like a lot of people, thought that the, the Rangers might be undervalued going into the season. I thought with the pitching staff that they had coming in, um, I did. And, and, and Michael's totally right. I thought they would compete for the West, at least a wild card, at least a wild card. That's what I thought. And the way they started out, five and five those first 10 games, they looked good. But when I think when, uh, when we saw Kluber go down and uh, we saw Miner uh, not, not doing what Miner could do, um, it became pretty apparent. The holes in the offense became apparent, and, uh, and, and they didn't. So, yeah, yes, they need to rebuild. They said they are rebuilding now. They have completely committed to a rebuild. They need to do that. Uh, they need to tear it down if possible. Um, they need to play the kids to see what's going on. Um, I, I always thought, I, while I, they were in the middle of a rebuild, and I thought the rebuild was just about finished, Kluber to that staff, the, the staff coming into the season was a great staff. You had Kluber, you had Lance Lynn, you had Mike Miner. And then to, to, to finish it off, you had Lyles and uh, you had Jordan Lyles and you had uh, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, uh, my, whatever, my, my, I'm going blank. Anyway, so they, they had a great rotation going into it with young kids. They had Palumbo, they had Brock Burke, who's now injured. They had, uh, you got Taylor Hearn that was going to be in AAA. You had Kobe Allard, who was supposed to be in AAA. I don't think Kobe Allard's going to be a rotation piece. Look at them now going into next year, though. Uh, they got Kyle Cody. And Kyle Cody is the one that's going to be, uh, is the one that, that, that to watch for. He's the one that can break out. Now, they're going to limit his innings uh, coming into it. So they've got to see what he's got. You're going to see probably more young pitchers coming into the, in here, given a chance to be in the rotation. I don't think Lynn's going to be in the, on the staff. Um, if he is, he's obviously going to be traded at deadline. He won't be as valuable as he was last year being a rental. So I think they still try to keep, you know, JD said at the end, after the trade deadline, that some of the teams they had talked to about Lynn, they were close on deals. They just couldn't pull it together within the 30 minutes they needed to. Those talks will continue. They're still continuing and there still could be something there to move Lynn over to another team uh, that's already a contender and give him a chance. And he deserves it. Uh, Lynn can, deserves it being an ace on this staff and what he did for him. Uh, so, yes, I think they do need to go into the full rebuild. Steve Farrar, do you think ownership is in it for the long haul? That's a good question. And if they are, do you think this group will ever be willing to get some big-name free agents once we get a better idea of which prospects – what idea of which prospects look good and what like that and a productive major league player? So, I look, Ray Davies – Ray Davies did an interview uh, – after the here, not till he hardly ever. I've met, I've seen the guy. I haven't talked to him. I've been there while he was talking to somebody. He's a big guy, tall guy. Uh, there's two of them, but he's the one you you always you usually see out there. And he did something he's never done. He sat down and had a press conference, and uh, he said that they have no plans to sell the team. He has no plans to sell the team. So I think they're in it for the long haul. There's a lot of us disappointed. Want to see him spend more money. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the, I, I do think that, uh, but, you know, the, the problem is um, this pandemic has hurt a lot of the, the money. And I know everyone likes, and, and one thing where I give a pass to some of these owners and they're billionaires, I get it. And they, they should have, you think they have money just sitting in their bank in their pocketbook ready to go. But one of the problems they run into, they had no money coming in except for TV money uh, in, in, the, in this 
this season, right? So then they, they usually get a lot of money from gate receipts and what goes on at the, on the field. Uh, you know, the, the, concessions and everything going on like that. Now they're, they're not getting much off what's going on now besides just exposure for the, the ballpark with what's happening right now with the World Series. They're still not getting a lot of money off of that. So I think he's put everything on halt and said, you know what, we got to see what we got. I'm not ready to open the checkbook yet, but they have opened the checkbook. So they have, they went out and got free agents. They've gone out and they, and they, uh, and they've signed free agents and they've extended their own guys. They look what they did with Odor. They gave him a contract that was horrible. Okay. We, we now know that that was a horrible contract, but they spent, they opened the checkbook. They opened the checkbook for Beltre. Beltre. Everyone thought Beltre was going to the West coast. They opened the checkbook and got Beltre. They opened the check. And you know what? I, I saw a report the other day. I know everyone thought they went after Beltre after they lost out on Cliff Lee. And that's not true. They were looking at Cliff Lee and Beltre. They were looking at getting both of them. They knew they were close. They knew they were going after it. And they spent, they were ready to spend money on both. Cliff Lee decided he liked, and he got a better AAR uh, return but he, with, with the uh, Phillies, but he liked Philadelphia. He really had money to burn wherever he went, and he ended up liking Philadelphia. That's where he did. It wasn't because the Rangers didn't offer enough. Everyone gets mad at the Rendon deal because Rendon ended up going to the Angels. Right now, thank God we don't have Rendon. This team, now that we know where this team was, and actually know where they are, thank goodness we don't have Rendon. They're not going to jack up and sign a, a big free agents right now. I think they will in 2021 offseason. I think they will. If they feel like they're close, there might be someone to, to go after then. But not, right now, they're not – you know, I, I just think they want to see what they got before they're ready to commit. But I think they'll extend their own players. They're ready to extend them, the ones they feel like are going to be a part of this, that they can lock down and do that. I think they're ready to do that. And I think they will pursue it. I think they will pursue some. So, um, you know, that personally, that's what I think. Uh, Otis, my man, Otis out in West Virginia. Uh, Otis is out there. Uh, Otis, a big Ranger fan, Cowboy fan living out in West Virginia and part of West Virginia that I've been to many times. Uh, Otis said, he's talking about Byron Laura. Byron Laura is, uh, one of the Rangers' hot young prospects, and he's asking next season, do you see him? Uh, he looked good in simulated games. Do you see him maybe being up here next season? I don't. Um, I don't see him. And here's the main reason. Uh, he's 18. He's 18 years old. And he's never played stateside except maybe, you know, he's played some, but, but maybe in the Arizona Rookie League. But he has not he played DSL Rookie League, and, he's, and he played some simulated games. And I think he is part of this group that's playing in this fall instructional league. He is playing there. It's hard to get numbers out of there. Uh, but I know that, the, you know, we do get some every once in a while. But Byron Laura is a big kid. Man, he's like 6'4". He's 18 years old. Um, and uh, Be uh, uh, Otis saying he hit a bomb yesterday. I mean, we know the power's there. But he, he's seeing good pitching there. So that if 18 years old hit a bomb yesterday, that's great to hear. But I, I, they're going to have to get him some more at bats stateside. Probably see him starting somewhere like Hickory, something like that as an 18-year-old. That would be the best thing, I think, where he would start. Don't get me wrong. They'll transfer him along if it goes. If he plays to the, his ability and he's a stud, he probably ends the year next year no higher than, than probably double A. Especially only he, – look, he doesn't turn 19 till September. So this is a young – so he just turned 18 a couple months ago. This is a young, young kid. So, no, um, while it's exciting, I, you know, 
we, I think we all want to see that ranger that comes up that's 19 years old, like the, like, uh, what's his name, Acuna, and, uh, and th that came up. And then you had, uh, what's his name? I th our 18-year-old, our 19-year-old that we had was, was uh, our guy that we're looking to have to do something with now, and that's Elvis, who made his debut right at 20. He was ni barely 19, uh, or just 19, almost 20. And uh, Juan Soto, yes, thank you. Uh, Juan Soto, the other one that came up at 19 that played so well. Um, th th those guys, uh, you know, uh, Bryce Harper was very young when he came up. The Rangers, do they have that kid? Acuna has a little brother, Louis Angel Acuna, who is apparently a stud also. And, uh, but, uh, you know, maybe that's another one that could, we could see young, but you know, the Rangers are patient with them. I think you have to explode yourself through that system the way that, uh, uh that Ronald Acuna did and the way that Juan Soto did. And, uh, I don't, I don't see anyone here yet. Byron Laura could be one, but he's got to get, you know what? COVID ruined it this year. We could really, this could really be something if COVID hadn't happened and these guys had played and gotten to play a full season, then that, you know, yeah, that would be something that we, we could look at. And if he had come in and played at Hickory, hit 300, hit 20 bombs, had an on-base percentage somewhere close to 400, was patient, uh, strikeouts and, and walks were even, then, yeah, you're looking at someone like that at 18 and going, you know what, start that kid at high A. Let's see where he ends up. He might be somebody that could slide over to, to play here. If his bat's playing, it's going to play in the major leagues. But they're going to want to get him some bats. I doubt, I doubt that Byron Laura's there. Last one, guys. This is the last one that we got that was worth it. Uh, but uh, actually, uh, Heath, Heath Chriswell joined up and kind of asked, uh, uh, who is that that asked that? By what time do you see this competing for the West or wild card? At least two years, I think. The 2022, they might could compete. Let's see how they do in 2021. I'd be, you know, I might could change that after 2021. Uh, but uh, 2022 would be the best bet, but I don't think it will. Probably look in 2023. You got to get two years and let these kids play. But with when you figure out what kids you got, you can start to go get some free agency. The biggest deal they'll make this offseason will be a trade, I think, in, in anything they do. There are some free agents they could target, but I don't know that they will. Last question, and it's a two one. First, we got uh, C.R. Bennett. He said, is there a prime free agent that should be on the Rangers' radar? A prime free agent. And then Heath asked it, if I could pick a free agent, who would you go get? First, let's see. Um, uh, 224. 2024 World Series champs. Yeah, well, I hope. They got to get some pitching. Um, a prime free agent that, they sh that should be on the Rangers' radar. There are some people that have got them tied. I, there is one free agent that we need to watch for, and it's one guy that's already been linked to the Rangers. And it's nobody that you're thinking of. The guy's name is Ha, ha Seong Kim. And go Google the best KBO baseball player of 2020. Go Google it. Ha, I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Ha Seong Kim. He's a 24-year-old in the KBO. He's the best player in the KBO. It has been noted that he is going to be posted this year. He's 24 years old. He's just 24, about to be 25 years old. He, had a, he hit 300, had a 933 OPS and 29 home runs. Now, KBO is not – it's an equivalent of between AA and AAA, okay? But still, if you had a AA or AAA kid that was 24 years old that hit 29 home runs, a 933 OPS, and, and uh, hitting 300, that is a guy right there that you would say is probably going to be sliding onto the major league team starting next year, okay? If he's posted, he can be cheap. 
He's also young. Even at 25 years old, he's young. A lot of these KBO guys come here. Do they produce like they do there? No, but if this is a guy that comes here, let me ask you this. He could play shortstop. He could play second base. That's probably he's a middle infielder. He's a really good defender. He's only 5'9", weighs about 180. What if, we, what if we had a second baseman that hit about 260, 270, had about an 850 OPS, maybe 15 to 23 home runs, and got on base a lot and didn't strike out, hits from the left side? That's, that's someone that we would want, right? That's a free agent. You, now, what if that kid was signed and he signs here for three or four years at 10 million, 12 million, two to three million dollars a year? I mean, that's not a lot of money invested to let that kid come here if he's nowhere near what he was in the KBO, but still hits 260, uh, 20 bombs, ends up with 799 to, to 900. I'm all on it, man. I'm all over that guy. He's a good defender. We, we know we're going to need a second baseman. I've said this over and over. If, if Rubnet Odor is starting second baseman for this team next year, one of two things has happened. Either he is the old Rugi we know from 2015 and 16. Probably not going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't see it. He's proven now for two years that he's not that guy. He needs to change the scenery. I think he's traded. Or the other reason he's starting, injuries. There's no one else. There's just no one else. There's injuries. If he, if he is not moved off this team, he would be relegated to a bench player. Some people have, have talked about uh, moving him to the outfield. Um, I don't see him playing outfield. He's a great defender. I, I like Ruggie on defense, but I'm sorry. He's, he's, his time is worn up. I think that, that Ruggie has moved this offseason in a deal that where he, they swap bad contracts. I keep looking at Boston trying to dump Uvalde. Uh, maybe you put Rugi and Uvalde together. You guys swap out the bad contracts. Rugi, hey, and let me tell you now, and, and you've got to be on board with me on this if I say this. If Rugnet Odor were to go to another team and become an all-star, good for him. I mean it. I've met the guy, talked to the guy. He is not a bad guy. I know he comes across as just uh, – I mean, I know he comes across bad, but, it, but I am not going to be upset with him. The change of scenery – could do it. Nobody, every, everyone doesn't hate him in the new town. He can relax, enjoy it. Look, he, you, you, you don't know, but you've got to understand, these guys see what everybody says about him. And you're supposed to get past that, beyond it. He got a big contract. And he is not a sorry baseball player because he's not trying. Well, I don't care what anyone says. That guy's always there early. He's always trying. He just isn't a good baseball player. And he lived off that punch, and he – Guy, he was really good in 15 and 16. And just 17 was bad. 18, he came back okay. 19 and 20, been horrible. And that he's just not it. He's, it's at least not here. So, um, you know, I would, I would love to see him play well for another team and then and, and, and do that if that's the case because uh, I, I don't just want to see him fizzle out. He's a good dude, but he, he's done here. And the Rangers aren't – they're impatient. They're not going to let it happen. So, ha Young Kemp. Okay, I mean, I'd love to hear how somebody pronounces that. I don't know how to pronounce it. That's who they should target. If there's anyone else they should possibly target, besides that, there are some pitchers that are going to be free agents. I mean, you got Robbie Ray, Marcus Stroman, probably going to be too expensive, and the Rangers probably aren't going to sign them. Uh, just to have another veteran on the staff to go with it. But I don't see it. They, you know, they might do another deal where they take a flyer on somebody for a two-year, $20 million deal that's had success, that's been out, something like that. That's about as good as it'll be. Anything, anything that they do is on the starting pitching 
if they upgrade it all, it's probably going to be done through trade, honestly. It'll probably be something done through trade. It's not going to be done uh, in free agency unless someone fell to them. We don't know how free agents going to play out. A lot of teams lost money. A lot of them did. And so if they don't have the money, they may not go dip into the, to the free agent pool. And that's why uh, I hope – that's why I think that, 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 that there's a chance some free agents fall to them. They're not going to sign any one-year deals unless they just don't see – They'll, they'll sign some minor league free agents that could make, possibly make the opening day roster in the fact that maybe they don't think Palumbo's quite ready, needs to get a couple innings, and you have someone that you, you pull up here to play for just a little bit uh, and eat some innings till they think they're ready to bring up who they want to do. Because next year is going to be about evaluation, and that's just basically it. Now, to Heath's thing, if you could choose. If I could choose, there's a lot of people I'd love to have. I mean, let me name them. Marcus Simeon. George Springer, DJ LeMayhew, Trevor Bauer. I mean, th- these are guys, you go sign all four of them, cost you about $250 million probably. I mean, your whole team takes a turn right there. I think the most realistic one that they could possibly look at would probably be George Springer, but he, he's going to get too much, and I don't think the Rangers are going to pay it. Uh, and I wouldn't. He's 30. Um, you're looking towards the future, and that would be a lot. He's going to want six, seven years. You're not ready to, to, to commit someone six, seven years to 30 years old. They're not going to do it. That's what they did with uh, 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 Shinsu. Shinsu Shu was a what seven-year deal, just got off the books, really played to his contract the last couple of years. He did a great job. So that's the best that, that I could see. Um, it, it, you know, Marcus Simeon, that's a shortstop, a great shortstop. That would be fun as heck to have him here. Again, he's right around 30 years old, 31 maybe. Um, they're not going to sign these guys. They're, you know, DJ LeMay, who's older than that, 32, I think. He got two years and $24 million with the Yankees. So, I mean, you know, he's going to get more than that. And he's 32, 3, maybe 34. We're, they're not going to sign anyone like that. That's if I could. I'd go try to fill a spot like that. But I think they've got it on this team. Um, through trade, who would they go for? I still like Edwin Rios. Um, I think he's blocked with the, with the Dodgers. He's hit a couple home runs in this uh, World Series. Uh, he plays third base and first base. Uh, it would take someone – they aren't just going to give him away. This is a guy that's under control. He'd come in, he'd plug right in here at first base or third base. Uh, but uh, he, he's, he's got power, probably hit 25 home runs, probably hit 270, have an OPS, as, you know, 800 or above. Uh, I love the guy. I think he's a good guy to have on this team. He's young. He's like 26 years old, 27. Uh, I'd go do it in a heartbeat, trade for him. Probably take someone like Solak. Uh, and someone else, um, and, you know, or, you know, it, it's going to take a player uh, to do it. So, and um, I would trade Solak for him tomorrow. I like Solak. Solak's not a great defender. Well, that's it. That was eight questions. We got eight questions asked and answered. Um, we'll try to do this again. We're going to get – I'm not going to have these out every week, obviously, but we'll try to do another one of these when we get ready for the winter meetings are coming up. As soon as the World Series are over, you know, if you go to Dallas Sports Nation, we got stuff coming out. We're trying to get stuff out weekly. It's just kind of – when it's not really anything going right now, it's hard to, to get that rolling. Um, but, you know, we're trying to come up with ideas, if potential free agents to sign, trades, rumors, all of that. Um, I really appreciate you guys uh, joining. Uh, Cindy, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Hope to see you guys. Hey, you know what we really want? We want that ballpark to, to open so we can all get back out there. And if you guys come out to a game that I'm at, I promise you, we'll touch base before. I will come find you during the game. Cindy can tell you I went and found her uh, two years ago, and I will go find you guys, okay? Hey, guys, like I say at the end of every one of these or anything that I ever write, nerd out. <laughs> <laughs>